Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Over the last few days, I've been putting up a few posts where you've got two options, and we went through one of them the other day, talking about Robbie Farah and Mick Ennis. Today, we're going to have a look at one that I put up the other day that I thought was incredibly interesting. Now, I asked you guys, if you had to build a forward pack around one of these two guys, and the two fellas were Jason Taumalolo or Ben Kennedy, which way would you go? And I thought this one, tough one. Personally, I know where I would have gone, uh, but I'm very interested to see what you guys think. On purpose, I pretty much didn't look at these comments because I wanted to go through it with you guys. So I'll go through, read some of these comments, and then I'll give you my opinion. Uh, Monty Beetham was the first comment, champion Kiwi player. said, both are aliens. I completely agree. Both are just not... They're just not normal. Aliens is a really good word for it. Halls, 8451, says, Kennedy... Tamalolo was a brilliant individual player, but I think men followed Ben Kennedy into battle and lifted because of him. Uh, Jake Eddersley, 13, said Tamalolo at prop. Uh, Junes Toloa, Tamalolo. Ratstar said Kennedy. Nilla Romanatono said JT, obviously being Jason Tamalolo. Uh, LaSalle Gambler said Ben Kennedy. Stephen Steen, Ben Kennedy. Uh, KO Optimal Performance, Young Jason. Wow, it really is split here. BK, brother, BK, Kennedy, BK never gave up. Uh, sorry, but WTF is this Jason undoubtedly. That's from Tig Burgess. Taumalolo, got to be Taumalolo from NRL Bloomers. Uh, NT Livestock and Property said BK. It is really torn down the middle here. I find this one incredibly interesting. Now, did I throw this up on my story the other day? Hopefully I did. If I didn't, I've forgotten to do it when I meant to, but hopefully I have. Just checking my archives now. Maybe I didn't. That's a stinger. Okay. So it seems to be pretty 50-50 with you guys. Just, just went through a couple of votes there, and 
A lot for Ben Kennedy, but a heap for Jason Taumalolo as well. And I sort of had to go a little bit deeper. I know where I initially go with this one. I'll get to that in a second. But just having a look at what both of these guys achieved in their careers. And we're going to start with BK. Now, Ben Kennedy, he debuted all the way back in 1996 for the Canberra Raiders. I think people forget his Canberra Raiders day. Of course, he represented them during the Super League, played on there until 1999. So from 96 to 99, representing the Canberra Raiders, played about 70-odd first-grade games there, and then moved to Newcastle, which, of course, would be a massive moment in his career. He arrives at the Newcastle Knights. They'd won a premiership a year or two earlier. Uh, year 2000, I believe that they go out in the semifinals against Brad, the Brad Fittler-led Sydney Roosters. That was the night where Joey and Freddie had an unbelievable duel. It was sensational. Freddie takes the intercept up there at Newcastle. I believe the famous scenes of Ben Kennedy throwing the mouth... Uh, of uh, Andrew Johns throwing the mouth guard into the turf. A year later, Ben Kennedy plays 29 games... 29 games in the regular season. He scores 17 tries, which is incredible. Now, when you go back to his year in the Super League in 1997, that year he played 18 games. He scored 15 tries. So a pretty impressive strike rate there. In fact, in the last three games of that season, uh, he scored five tries. He scored a hat-trick one day uh, against Penrith as well. So 97, really impressive year for him. But 2001... Uh, 29 games for 17 tries. And, of course, the Newcastle Knights, they go on to win the Premiership this year. And I've spoken about this before, that people talk about how um, David Fafita scored X amount of tries this year. He scored three hat-tricks. I mean, in this season, Ben Kennedy scored one hat-trick, and he scored two tries on another four occasions, one in which being a prelim final uh, where the Knights only scored three tries. During the final series, they played the Roosters, the Sharks, and the Parramatta Eels. He scored four tries in three games, so a pretty impressive knock there, including a try uh, in the grand final, of course. And for me, I've always said it, I think Joey deserved the Clive Churchill medal that night, but I'm not sure if Ben Kennedy deserved to miss out on one. I think that if you're not going to give it to Joey, I would have definitely given it to Ben Kennedy. If it was given to Ben Kennedy, I wouldn't say Joey was robbed, to be honest with you. I thought BK was massive that night for the Newcastle Knights. He's a guy that I don't think they win that premiership without him. I don't think they win that grand final without him as well. Something happened that he was ruled out that week. I think the Parramatta Eels rolled them, to be perfectly honest with you. They were a star-studded team, and they needed a guy like Ben Kennedy in this team to stand up and deliver, and good God, he certainly did. Now, a couple of injuries over the next few years. 2002, he only plays 11 games. 2003, he only plays 13 games. 2004, he plays 16 games. So, over the next three years, he only played about 10 more games than what he did in 2001. So, had a pretty wretched run there. And then, of course, the end of 2004, he leaves the Newcastle Knights a hero forever up there, and he arrives at the Manly Seagulls. Now, at the Seagulls, he spends two years there uh, within a record of 11 and 10 in both seasons. He plays 21 games in each of those seasons uh, with a strike rate of, a, a win rate of 52%, uh, which, you know, not great, but not a disaster either. If you're over 50%, that's an imp- a pretty impressive strike rate. Now, BK, 2005-2006, Manly, do okay about an even record or, or whatever it is, but It's what he does to the guys that are in this squad. And I've spoken to fellows about this. Michael Witt was a guy that was playing at the time with Ben Kennedy. And he says that Ben Kennedy just came in and he turned the culture on its head at the Manly Seagulls. He took a guy like Anthony Watmo under his wing. He took a guy like Glenn Stewart under his wing. And he just showed them how to handle themselves on the field and off it as well at training and whatnot. And a lot of those guys still credit all the success that Manly would have in the years to follow off the back of the platform that Ben Kennedy laid. And you look over the next few years, it's all these young guys that 
were taught by him that he led by example in front of these guys and showed them the way to play football. It's one of the greatest signings of all time, in my opinion, definitely for the Manly Seagulls. But in general, it was a culture changer. It was the same as Sonny Bill Williams. It's the same as when Jimmy Maloney joined other clubs. It just turned the Manly Seagulls upside down. And of course, he retires in 06. 07, they lose a grand final to the Melbourne Storm, who were over the salary cap. 08, they knock over the Melbourne Storm 40 nil. They return in 2011 and they win another grand final there. And I know in 07 and 08, Ben Kennedy was still part of this squad. I think they actually brought him out of retirement in one of these seasons. They had him on the salary cap for like $1. or so. There was some ridiculous story uh, surrounding that. But he was in the change room with these guys. And so, I, you know, they, they all put it down to the impact that he had. It was just massive. So Ben Kennedy, he is a guy that just shifts culture. And there there was one comment there that stood out to me that I read out to you that he's a guy that men follow. And that really stands out to me. The other thing that stands out to me said, if you've got a strike rate, a win rate over 50% in a season, you've done well. Over a whole career, you've done well. Now, over his entire career, his win rate was 58%, which is pretty goddamn impressive in the NRL. Uh, Obviously, he was in the Canberra Raiders side, who was pretty good back then, but the time he sort of came through, you were starting to see the back end of Ricky Stewart, Mal Meninga had retired. You were seeing the back end of Bradley Clyde, back end of Laurie Daly. These sort of fellas, Super League happened as well. He then went to the Newcastle Knights, who are really solid side, no doubt about that. Uh, Then he went to the Manly Seagulls and had to build them up. So, he's in good systems, but it's not like he was in the early 90s Canberra Raiders side. They'd changed a lot. Newcastle Knights had to rebuild after their first premiership. He played a crucial role in what he did there. So, I wouldn't say he was in star-studded teams his entire career. He was in good teams, there's no doubt about that. But when I have a look through his entire career, his worst season was a 50% win rate. Uh, That was with the Raiders in 99 and with the Newcastle Knights in 2004. So in the games that he played, he never... He never had a losing season, which I think just says a lot about this guy as a winner. A guy that played 13 games for the New South Wales Blues, I probably would have thought it would have been a little bit more. But the thing that stands out for me is his win rate in that time, 77%. In the State of Origin Arena, winning 77% of the time. I think that's incredibly impressive. Uh, When he was playing for the Kangaroos, played 15 tests there, 73% win rate. I thought that would be a little bit higher, realistically. Uh, But Ben Kenny, a champion player, a guy that teams just wanted him to be in their system. And, you know, it's pretty impressive to consider that he played 67 games with the Canberra Raiders. He moved to the Newcastle Knights. He only played 86 games there, and he's a legend. He didn't even play 100 first-grade games there. The second year after he arrived, they won the premiership. He was arguably the best on field in the grand final. Then he goes to the Manly Seagulls, and in just 42 games, he turns the culture on its head, which I think is just incredible what he did there. And I think that's sort of his lasting legacy. And I think that there's been guys that have come since that have had a similar impact but I'm not sure if anyone's had a bigger impact than Ben Kennedy. I think he really did set that franchise and that club up for success in the future and the success that they're still having today, realistically. So Ben Kennedy, very hard to leave out for me. I've got to tell you, when I looked at Tao Malolo's career, though, also with Ben Kennedy, uh, a couple of the awards that he won, he was the Dallium Locker of the Year in 05 and 06, Dallium Captain of the Year in 06, uh, RLPA Player of the Year in 2006. So... That's his last season of rugby league before he retired. So he'd already achieved everything and he was still winning those sort of awards. Now, Tao Malolo, Dallium Locker of the, the Year 15, 16, and 18. Uh, very impressive, but I also, I've always said I don't think he's a lock. I think he's a middle. That doesn't take anything away from him. To be honest with you, if he was playing front row those years, he would have won Dallium Front Row of the Year as well. So not taking anything away from him there. Tao Malolo, though, I got to tell you, I know that he started early, but. 
he's played 211 first grade games. I honestly didn't think it would be that high. And now that I think about it, yes, I remember when he ran out for his 200th game a couple of months ago and he ran out and he said hello to the dog and everything. And yeah, like I, I should have known this, but it's taken me by surprise how many games this guy has played. It is incredibly impressive. And then you think he's only 28. So let's say Jason Tamalolo plays another... I don't know. Let's say he plays five more seasons. He retires when he's 33. I think that'd be pretty fair. Guys are playing until they're 34, 35. He might not always be an 80-minute guy. He might play till he's 34, 35 and become a bench sort of forward. But let's say he plays till he's 33. That's another five seasons. Uh, let's say if he averages 20 games a season, which would be a really impressive knock, that's 100 first-grade games. Yeah, that would put him at 311 first-grade games. Now, I think that's incredibly impressive for the way that he plays. And I think, as Nathan Cleary pointed out, that's so important to remember, it's that teams are targeting him every week. Teams are sitting in video sessions going, how do we stop this guy? They're coming out to put shots on him. They're wrestling him more than anyone. He's being targeted by more defenders than anyone else in this competition. So for him to get anywhere near 300 games, it's incredibly impressive. But 211 games now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Like, I think saying he retires when he's 33 is a little bit conservative, to be honest with you. I think he could go more. And I think this season, it might help him. He had the broken hands. It meant that he... You know, as much as it's not ideal having broken hands, it meant the rest of his body didn't have to go through as much. So hopefully you can see him push his career a little bit longer and hopefully he plays that 300 games because that would be incredible. Now, this is a guy that's already won a premiership. Of course, he was on the bench in the 2015 grand final. Uh, 2017, he went all the way to the grand final and you could argue... Sorry, no, sorry he, he was the lock forward in the 2015 grand final. Sorry. Uh, you could argue 2017, he was the best player in rugby league. Uh, I think that was the year that he won the Dally M with Cooper Cronk, Michael Morgan was also fantastic. They went all the way to the grand final there and really got blown off the park. 2018, though, uh, Jonathan Thurston retires. And, you know, there's one JT left in North Queensland. And since then, it hasn't been overly pretty. Um, His win rate has been 44%, 25%, 20%. He's actually winning less games as he goes on, as more responsibility has been handed to him. Is that entirely Jason Taumalolo's fault? No, definitely not, yeah. There's probably not much more that he can do realistically, uh, but that's sort of my worry, and that's why I probably lean towards Ben Kennedy. Now, if you're going solely off numbers, stats, meters, it's obviously got to be Jason Taumalolo, but I've always said that if those incredible stats, those incredible numbers don't directly lead to wins, I mean, I'm not sure the sort of value on it. And look... If you take Jason Taumalolo and you put him in the 2001 Knights, I know this is what people are thinking. Yeah, they'd brain it because they had Joey. I understand that he doesn't have a guy like that. Michael Morgan, you could argue he had him in 2017. He had Thurston. They were always successful. His years with Thurston, apart from the last year where, let's be perfectly honest here, JT was pretty busted. Um, his his win rate speaks for itself. 2015, 69%. Uh, 2016, 59%. 2017, 57%. I mean, Taumalolo, he keeps you up there with the very best if you've got the right pieces around him. Ben Kennedy, I just feel like even if you don't have a premier halfback or anything like that, sort of like they were at the Manly Seagulls, I just feel like he's able to lift 
everyone around him and just take them to a new level. I'm a big fan of guys that can shift culture. I think that's huge. And for me, Ben Kennedy did that. Did he maybe land in spots that were ready for that to happen? Potentially. Does going to a new club make it a little bit easier to do that? Tamalolo, he's been at the Cowboys for 10 years. Is it hard to sort of shift culture that you've been there for so long for? I'm not sure. Has the game changed that it's harder for a guy like Tamalolo to maybe have that sort of impact? I don't think so, but you could argue uh, that potentially that's the way it is. But for me, if I had to build a team around one of these forwards, I would go with Ben Kennedy. I'm going to give away probably 100 metres a game, and I understand that, but it's it's the sort of attitude that he brings. It's what he brings in the change room. It's what he brings Monday to Friday. It's how he lifts the guys up around him. I've always said that as impressive as Tao Malolo's metres, tackle breaks, all this sort of stuff is, it's incredible. If the Cowboys aren't winning games... I've got to tell you, I think I would just rather have another two guys on the bench that can work together and make those meters up, you know. I've posted a lot of times stats where you look at the sheet after and you're like, good God, Tamalolo ran for more than the other forward pack and the Cowboys still lost. And you just sit there and go, how on earth is that possible? It's crazy, but... This is this has always sort of been my point with Malolo that I think you're better off playing him in the front row and just letting him go mad, play him for two 30-minute stints, let him go berserk. Don't worry about trying to break records or try and outrun the other forward pack or whatever it might be. Just have impact for those two 30 minutes and have huge impact. Go absolutely nuts. And if Malolo feels like he can play the whole game, I think they've just got to let him go. I've been saying this for quite some time. I would be getting a new 13 in. I'd be playing Ruben Cotter there. Uh, that's how I would use him. For for those sort of reasons, and may, maybe it's a bit unfair on Malolo because maybe he hasn't been utilized properly. And that's sort of how I see it. Whether you guys see it that way or not, I'm not sure. Maybe that, maybe that hurts his case in my eyes. But for me, I've seen what Ben Kennedy's able to do. I've seen him on that grand final night in 2001. I've seen the impact he's had on Manly as a franchise. And for me, I just can't go past Ben Kennedy. I understand the stats. I understand all that sort of stuff. But shifting culture, that is a special, special thing. And there's not many footballers who are capable of doing it. We think a lot of guys are, but not many are in reality. Ben Kennedy, he was a special, special footballer. For me, I think he's very underrated. I think he fits in that same category as Bradley Clyde because he hasn't stayed in the public eye. He hasn't gone into coaching or commentating. I think he's gone back to his hometown and, and he's got his own fruit shop now. And that's just the sort of guy Ben Kennedy was. I guarantee you he's up at all sorts of hours in the morning and up all sorts of hours late, making sure that that business runs successfully. That's the sort of fellow he was. I think like Bradley Clyde, he hasn't stayed in the public eye. He hasn't stayed in the eye of rugby league. And I think we sort of forget just how good this guy was because of that. Gun to my head, if I have to pick one of these forwards, I'm taking Ben Kennedy. But I'll tell you what, if he ended up with Jason Taumalolo and the right pieces around him, it would be a winning side as well. Ben Kennedy for me on this one, though. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 